Welcome to the Trauma Channel. Today we have Andre Emmanuel Proudy again. Hi, Andre. How are you today? Hi, Jack. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So the reason I have you here is because I'm doing the third season of interviews and they're coming up pretty soon. And actually, I'm um, bringing you on as a co-host for my interviews. So, uh, so yeah, congratulations on that promotion. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Abs- absolutely. I haven't been uh, promoted in any aspect of my life in a minute. So right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, not since that last interview, not since the first interview, um, which if you haven't seen, by the way, uh, check the description or something like that. Having a co-host comes with its own perks, you know, a different perspective and all that. Mm -hmm. But like you specifically, why I had you as a co-host for my interviews is mainly because one, unlike myself, you're an actual professional trombonist who makes a living playing the trombone. Two, you've been very receptive and supportive of a lot of things I've done on behalf of the trombone channel. I think three is just like you have you display a level of intuition that I seek when when having discuss when sharing this, when having discussions with others. Really, I'm flattered. I mean, it's always nice to hear people say nice things. But yeah, I'm excited to have conversations with yeah. all sorts of people. Yeah, definitely. I'm a people person. I'm an empath. I feel like very in tune with how people feel i am really looking forward to really getting into it with yes, all sorts of interviews that are coming up yeah i'm doing these on discord mainly because like my youtube channel has grown but like discord has been largely ignored honestly and i just want like i want to bring more people into it have more people i want to chat with more people really I and mean, also I just like chat with people in general on discord really and i just want i want to bring more traffic in here basically you, there's a lot of things you can do in discord um as far as community building network yeah, building yeah exactly it's like other um platforms like you know anything else youtube or whatever yeah. don't quite have so i think it's smart that you're investing in your network and your base here on discord yeah now why discord of all things at that's it's a long story like how i got into discord and my history with discord is, is huge honestly maybe it's a conversation yeah. for another day really so um because because it's it's its own in some ways can of worms <laughs> yeah. I, I mean you know as we're trying to set this up i'm going through the learning curve yeah. right now which yeah, isn't you, that bad you're learning discord like you know, even our last call you forgot to disconnect and i'm like uh oh, your camera's on, <laughs> but you're you're getting better already, which is great, honestly. I think on the thirtieth, we have Peter Steiner. Now, Peter Steiner, yes, Peter Steiner. I've actually met the guy in person before. He probably doesn't remember it. Maybe he does. And like, if he does remember something, he's like, "Oh, by the way, that was me." You know, like I can go more into that in my conversation with him there. And yeah. I think two weeks from now, something like that, we have Sarah Goldberg and a rising incoming Juilliard freshman from Interlochen. Is that right? Yes. Yes. She's at Interlochen. Yes. She's at Interlochen. I think she's doing the summer camp right now. I'll just say this about Interlochen. Like I know Interlochen's going all, but like it's one of those places where it's like the future of the music industry is where Interlochen's at yes. basically. It's very hard to like see someone who's not from Interlochen that is also successful. Like I just think it's like it would have changed in my life, honestly, but I think you have to be a really, really good player to um like even get in, honestly it's, it's like your one way to take it to being successful is going to interlock yeah yeah it has that that kind of a atmosphere about it for sure yeah because one reason i think interlocking is so effective in that way it's old it's like an inst- institution i think it was established by joe maddie in 1930 something unlike you know juilliard which you know just I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but that's an institution that focuses and maybe has a, a similar level of you know household name. They focus on music, dance, and theater. The cool thing about Interlochen is they support just about every art form that you can imagine. They do visual arts. They do Videography. Uh, you know, written arts. Um, yes, they do filmmaking. They have a filmmaking school at the academy as well. They actually have singer-songwriting camp. I think oh. they said poetry, all the writing arts. And I just think it's uh, just a haven for art in general and it's amazing what if interlocking were a college or a university you know like what if it wasn't just for you know young folks like what if it also could be a college like i wonder mm-hmm. if like people who've run the 
who've won interlock and have ever considered that like it's just like has anyone ever in the past like 70 or 80 years ever thought hey but maybe we should consider allowing college students and setting up a college campus here or anything like that i don't know like well for one it's worth noting that they do they do adult classes actually and they do like a bit of outreach for like older uh students in the community through the year, I think, as well as during the summer. Okay. So they are interacting with not just high school, middle school, elementary school uh, students. But yeah, I mean, that's just like kind of like a little thing that they do. I wonder if there could be a higher education, you know, facility, college or whatever that looks to interlocking and just how many art forms they yeah. excel at supporting. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like, you know, the way they teach kids it's like it's a very well-rounded like it's not just not oh just focus on music just focus on that it's like we want you to be the best you you can be and we want you to blossom into your own flower like not and not like just being good at your instrument like well it's just like being a good person in general i guess so that's all neat i think really and um yeah we'll, we'll be excited to schedule official dates for peter steiner and uh uh, Sarah Goldberg. Other people I'd like to interview. I just posted the video about um, Max Feinberg heading now two buzzers on American Ninja Warrior. So Max, if you're out there, you're watching, you're wasting your time sitting your sitting on your ass just watching my videos instead of working out. Hit us up. Yeah, exactly. What a beast. No, no, honestly, he he is a beast. Did you say beast? Yeah, I he, said what a beast. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he was one of four finishers that day. Veterans of the show mm -hmm. hit, hit, can hit semifinals buzzers. Like rookie at 16 years old. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. honestly. It's it's insane. Honestly, I did comment on, I think one of his Instagram posts like, hey, let's want to do an interview. And it's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, just send me an email. He's like, he hasn't done that yet. So unfortunately, so yeah, uh, sometimes you got to yeah, keep poking him. Yeah, def yeah definitely. Yeah. What if instead of racing where it's and this is a bad idea, by the way. So I, I would not recommend him airing do this or anything like that. <laughs> and I'll explain why. Like in, instead Income. of, um, you know, it's like instead of him wearing promoting breast cancer awareness that he uh comes out onto the stage and says subscribe to the trombone channel on youtube and i'm like i would like that but like in all in all honesty like the cause he's um raising awareness of it will always be a bigger and more important cause than my channel will ever be no matter how big no matter oh, yeah. how big it gets absolutely he can shout out trombone channel after cancer and in a slightly lower voice too as May, maybe, i mean um yeah definitely yeah definitely so yeah i'll, I'll look forward to hopefully being able to speak with them. I also have a whole bunch of ideas. Yeah. For people. Yeah. Throw, throw them at me. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. I've got a list. I'm really excited to see if we can get some of these people who are. Oh, before you say yeah, that, so I, have, I have one more. Sorry. I have one more. I went to Wisconsin Whitewater and like, I know like three or four people from the trauma institute, even the, even the trauma professor himself, we could eat, we could interview. And it's like, I think, Callie Knoll is one I would enjoy interviewing and other students. I, f I forgot their names. Callie Knoll. And uh, there's a bass trombonist and other professionals. Nick Abler. I think he was a teacher. He was a band director at like Oconomowoc High School or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's like one of the best schools, one of the best band programs in the nation. But he didn't cool. like it because of the social pressure, peer pressure or something like that when, when it comes to just like confronting others to play better or something like that. I don't know. But like um, he has a, he has a long post about it. Oh, that'd be interesting to talk to him about that. Obviously the professor. He's also the department chair, which is really cool. What were your ideas? I'm curious. Oh, yeah. All right. So so this is uh, I have a whole list on my phone and it grows almost every day. But these are some people that I want to reach out and see if we can yeah. get to interview. I think we should interview Kenton Campbell. He's a friend of mine. He was in or in the E&Q Quartet yeah, in 2018. Yeah. He's an incredibly good trombonist. 
And also he is um, on Instagram, a fitness industry influencer under the name Diet Bender. Oh, and he, he posts a whole lot of really fantastic information about dieting and, uh, and working out. And he has a really good, you know, he produces really good content as well. So I'd really like to get to chat with him yeah. just more about what he does and things like that. Let's see. Let's go through this list a little bit quicker. Everyone is so interesting. I could speak on and on about everyone. But Bryant Smith is a trombonist. He went to Northwestern as well yeah. for a while. I'm not sure if he's doing it now. He was doing this really neat weekly live improvised trombone show. And the cool thing is he's also a talented programmer. And he programmed his own website and a whole like interface where people could log in and interact with the improvised show that he was doing once a week. Mm. And he also had theater elements. He played characters. Super cool. Interesting mm. guy. Very, very smart. Would love to talk to him. Alexis Smith. She's a pretty well-known name. She works at Shires, an incredible trombonist in her own right. And now a master of equipment fitting people on equipment, what aspects of the horn yeah. change, what aspects of your playing. I think there would be a lot of cool conversations. Yeah, I was actually playing mm -hmm. my very old list of future video ideas in general, really. I'm so disorganized when it comes to this sort of stuff. Yeah. I feel that. Let me just shoot down through this whole list. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sam Woodhead, he is a trombonist in the Pershing Zone Army Band, and he is also a total beast CrossFit trainer. On Instagram, I see him just like all sorts of uh, routines, like powerlifting, doing muscle yeah. ups on rings. He's yeah. a crazy like skill set for athleticism. Love to talk to him. Aaron Valm, I think I'm saying his name right. He's a New York based trombonist. And he, Juilliard, he, right? yeah, I honestly, you should look him up. He just has fingers in all sorts of pies. And he just, to me, seems a very uh, intelligent um, person. I'd love to talk to him. Jeffrey Miller jazz pop trombonist new orleans and new york based i spent some time at juilliard with him and he's blowing up he does he's an incredible singer trombonist and he's hidden mainstream really also helio uh goings and he's a brazilian trombonist i met him at the campus de jordan festival de inverno which is summer festival in brazil now festival de inverno in portuguese that means winter but you, you know hemispheres yeah, so. yeah 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 that connection must have been with your mother or something there or yeah so for anyone who's listening who doesn't know i'm half brazilian on my mother's side and currently my portuguese is is trash if we get to um, interview um, Elio, then I will definitely be practicing it in preparation. Actually, the festival had a partnership with Juilliard at the time, and they would send mm, like Juilliard brass players. And that's how I came to know about it. But I, I did get to practice my Portuguese a whole lot. That's really um, cool. Anyway, he's active in the Brazilian trombone community, which in case anyone is not aware, there is a very robust and passionate trombone community in Brazil. Mm. And they've had a really strong trombone tradition for a very long time, for years and years. Anyway, Ilya would be great to learn right. more about the Brazilian trombone mm. And also, I've, I would like to talk to Hakim Bilal. He's a I Pittsburgh-based bass trombonist, educator, multi-genre artist. Also, I'd like to talk with my friend, Stephen Osborne. Awesome. He's a trombonist, um, uh, and he started a life coach business which I would love Ooh. to hear about. I got through the list as quick as I could. Um, you know, I'm just excited about all these individuals. So, yeah. For me, it's just like, I have so many ideas. It's like, it's hard to even list it all. It's like, I have so many ideas. Just like, what's the point of making a list? It's like, if, how, how are we going to figure out about these things? You know, like, right. So yeah, I think so many interesting trombonists. Ab absolutely. Anyway. Early in the spring, I was putting out a lot of compilations of uh, trombones and orchestra and band and animated Animated finished because I already did all the research. I, I did. I researched everything. I found everything like that. Really, I did that because I had time to actually make those videos. Really, 
But since I'm moved now into my new apartment in the Chicago area, I'm going through a transition through life a little bit because like you're living on your own. Food's not put your own food food on the table. It's in a lot of ways very stressful because you're paying the bills, you're getting yourself to work, you're fully responsible for your own motivation. Basically, it can't put a number on you if you're not prepared, really. But um, but so far I'm oh, yeah. do- so far I'm doing very well, honestly. All my clothes are right down there. I've got to fold everything and put it in that thing right there. Mm-hmm. I don't have my trombone with me because my oh, parents don't want me to get booted out due to noise complaints or anything like that. I mean. That closet, it can't fit me playing the trombone. I mean, you walk into it, it's it's big enough. I just have yet to even start a conversation with neighbors saying like just like leaving outside the door and say like, hey, this is Jack. One thing you should know about me is I play the trombone just as a side thing, not for like a full-time job like you or anything like that. I was wondering if you would uh, allow me to uh, practice in my closet and or apartment without hopefully disturbing you when I or something like that. Like I would say like, yeah, I, you can do it yeah. then, but not after this time or anything like that. Because if I can figure that out, I can practice again. And two, and hopefully get involved in up to two community bands, I think. But as far as scheduling things go, I think they both were in the same night or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not sure really. I'll tell you what, um, you, you make some sort of baked goods or something and you bring it to their doorstep. And I don't think you even need to be necessarily so nice. Like you're asking. I think that you are entitled to be able to practice your instrument in reasonable hours of the day. Yeah. And you know what, actually, this will be a really good thing to talk with Peter steiner about when because i know that he has dealt with difficulties with new neighbors in his apartment no one's practicing as much as peter is i can tell you that so yeah strategies to deal with yeah yeah neighbors. yeah like it is his job but at the same time like he practices like five hours a day i think i think he said to me Please. it's like you're good but like to stay good and get better you gotta practice more and more and more and you have to be able to do that too and it's like people who can't mm-hmm. practice five hours a day don't do it like you the longer you play is not automatically better you know or anything like that that's right so and um, also the nature of what peter does uh because he does mostly recitals and tours and stuff yeah that's a lot more taxing than yeah. say and I, uh, sitting in the back of the orchestra yes. for orchestra concerts something yeah even something, every day a week. yeah something else is that in his tours like every single day is something every single day is yeah. this school this school and i'm like just uh new city almost yeah every yeah day. yeah like what if the tower blows out or something like that like what the heck honestly i bet he has some stories i bet he has some good uh, have you ever have you ever travel stories yeah when i think of peter standard like he practices five hours a day which again for some neighbors might easily have a a hard time with that because like practicing one hour a day like that that's not much current events let's do current events itf 2021 was just uh recently you didn't go i couldn't go it was during it was the same week i was moving out like it was just not happening honestly even if i was doing virtual like mm-hmm. there's so, there so much packing involved based on the photos of what people have seen there how do you think it all went well it seems like it was a resounding success as far as what i can tell from just a uh, online activity and photos and stuff i mean also the obvious just coming out of the pandemic you know the 2021 was canceled and most trombonists probably haven't had the opportunity to play a duet yeah. In 16 plus months. And just to go from that desolation as far as being able to play with other trombonists to literally ITF, which is hundreds and hundreds of trombonists getting to do all sorts of the things that trombonists like to do. That must have been sublime. Yeah, absolutely. For a while anyway. I can see that getting intense real quick like some festivals do. But what a special year it must have been. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Me seeing the photos, like I almost feel guilty for not going, honestly. It's just like an ensemble and like a row, like person after person. Like I know this person, I know this person is like, 
Who who don't you know at this point? All my friends. Oh yeah, all my friends are having fun at ITF. Yeah. Literally every single one of my friends is a trombonist, but that's not true actually. But sometimes <laughs> right, it feels like yeah, right, right. We're not gonna go too much into uh, the winners of the competitions, but one thing I will, I will highlight is Polina Tarasenko won two competitions this year, both of the ones she qualified for. Um, what a beat, Larry Weehy, and I think not. Uh, I forgot what the other one was, but um, she won. She won both of them, and that's crazy. Honestly, congratulations to Polina if you're watching this. Um, congratulations, really. Big congrats. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of brushing through this right here. Really sorry, sorry if I don't make anything seem too unimportant. Really apologize about that. Another thing we can ask is like next year's ITFs in Central Arkansas. And for me at this point, I feel like the name international kind of sounds like a meme, honestly, because like they've had festivals in the United States five of the past six years or something like that. Now they were going to have Japan, but that was canceled. It's like, yes, people come from all over the world. But like, if you're going to keep hosting the International Trauma Festival in the United States, why? Honestly, you know, like, what, what do you think, honestly, about about these things? You know, I think it's easy for us since we live in the United States to take for granted that it frequently is just hopping around the United States, but everyone else literally has to do international travel to come. And for an international organization, it'd be cool, even though it would come at a disadvantage for us in the United States, uh, make it uh, easily accessible every other summer for different parts of the world. I think that is a uh, totally fair. And again, I say that as that would be a disadvantage to us because it, you know, but I think it should happen because everyone else is being disadvantaged consistently every summer have to fly. Yeah. Cause the uh, last international festival was in Italy in 2015. I think it was. That is yeah. Yes. Yes. 2015. No, six years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. And like in the name of being international, I feel like that's a kind of a slap on the wrist to just bring the festival back into the United States, even after attempting to move it outside the country. So when it was in Boston, I was like, this is totally the last time they're going to be hosting in the United States for a while. And I'm like, you just had one in Columbus and now you're doing it again in the South of America. Like what what's going on here? We've done this is this will be the sixth straight festival in the in the United States. It, to me, it's just kind of silly, honestly. Like, do other vendors not do good enough or something like that? I don't know what it is, honestly, really. You know, I was mentioning that Brazil has a very passionate trombone community. Yeah, I think it should happen in Brazil soon, or well, you know, whenever it's appropriate. But it should happen in Brazil. It yeah. would be a huge. Absolutely. It would be a resounding success. Absolutely. Bring all the bring all the people from the mass super oversized Facebook groups in there, you know? Um Yeah, yeah. I Where just, all these Brazilian trombonists come from. Yeah, like yeah, there's <laughs> like the numbers in the and like Argentina or something like that. Like those numbers are huge, huge Facebook groups out yeah. there, really. That um, should be a clue to how big and passionate these communities really are. Because it's it's true. They're out there. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> All right, so future videos to be released by the Trauma Channel. You suggested I do this because I wasn't going to do this because I'm, I'm always like worried, wary of like you know people knowing what I'm going to do and be like, oh, I'm going to do that, you know, just like stealing my ideas and, and executing them before I even finish making or anything like that. But you think I should do this because it's important to get people excited about things, right? And I'm like, sure, sure. You know what? I'm an open book, so I'm just going to do it here. All right, this is this is a, this is a kind of a funny one. Um, I did announce on my YouTube channel in a post or something like that 
that I am single now. I broke up with my girlfriend after one year and 10 months. And this was after seeing her for the first time in five months as well. And I was just, it was, it was hard. Honestly, I was so looking forward to just, you know, being with my girlfriend, but that just wasn't the case. It was like the first thing, I'm not kidding. The first thing we did was, Hey, I want to chat with you. When I got there, I was like, that's, that's kind of, she wants to tell me in person and I get that. But again, I'm spending like $500 just going to Wisconsin, just Mm -hmm. flying to Wisconsin. Like, and even then, like, like my flight was delayed. So my layover couldn't really make it honestly. So I had to like yeah. sleep three hours. Basically, it was it was ter- it was tough, honestly. But I, I respected her decision. Anyway, video idea. Sorry. Um, I, I'm just I'm just kind of um. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah. just so you know, I don't know if I mentioned it before. I literally had a very similar breakup situation a few months w- back. Now it's been like five months since that, but literally like the you know been away for like four months or something five months something crazy like that this is this is unrelated, unrelated to the unrelated to the relationship you got back in juilliard it was or oh yeah no, no unrelated to that unrelated um this is uh, my recent the recent you know ex-girlfriend for like three years or something oh but wow. uh mm-hmm. anyway i won't go into it but basically yeah. i'm it's tough and it'll get better yeah um i'm sorry i'm sorry you're going through that man but i can relate i empathize it's it's fine yeah I, i'm single now so i might make a bumble so the bumble the dating app where women message you first or anything like that i'm single now so i might make a bone bull in video instead anyone's mentioned in this in that video like don't take it seriously like it's it's a joke honestly like where i swipe left and right in vertical <laughs> like to different female traumas in the community in a real setting i would limit my age filter to like 21 uh, 25 or 26 or something like that it's just 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 to be funnier i think that like i'll include i'll include people like ava ordman who's a really old trombonist and who's michigan state's trauma professor she's she's like i want to put her respectfully she's old you know she's just an older trauma i was like okay it's like nope swipe left nope not that one you know what i mean basically really or 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 should i not do this honestly well if you're gonna do it careful because ava is totally online careful for how she might feel if she sees something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's and definitely older than you and I. Oh yeah, t- totally, <laughs> totally. And really it's just <laughs> maybe it's more of a risk dynamic something like that. Oh yeah, here here's a good run. And this might take a little bit more work than usual. You know, epic you know the epic rap battles. Oh yeah. Epic, epic That's rap right. battles of history. Um classic YouTube material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Arthur Pryor versus Joe Alessi. Yo, actually, that's funny that you mentioned that. Didn't Joe produce an album? I don't know if it ever came out, but it was literally him playing duets with Arthur Pryor and Joe recorded his parts on a wax cylinder. Do you know about this? No, I don't. I know he played his trombone and, and wasn't able to reproduce the sound he This might be like a fever dream I'm having, but I can, I swear that I remember seeing some advertisements for in like the ITF journal or something of Joe putting out a record where he was taking old Arthur Pryor recordings yeah. and then either a, a duet was composed for, or, or something, but Joe would play with him and he recorded literally like old school with like the into the cone yeah. onto the wax cylinder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wax, but I never oh, saw, I never cylinder? saw it. Come oh my out. God. Wow. Wax cylinder. Man, like, that's crazy. To make it sound like, yeah. Joe was there with yeah. him. Anyway, that's what your idea reminded me of. De- so De- I think uh, that that could be cool. Another video I want to put out is a statistical analysis of past I- ITF competition winners. Um, so like finding out like which schools turns up more wins, uh, which choirs win more competitions. Like if you want to win a competition, what school you want to go to? How the genders like do men more win this competition more than women do? Yeah. Once we get some, if we were able to get some statistical analysis, then maybe we can even start to ask why. Yeah, like def- why, these, de- definitely. What definitely. do these schools do that make them more consistently successful? Yeah, definitely. Um, as an ensemble or or anything, yeah. you know. Yeah. You start um, to ask why. I'll mention one more a video idea. 
It's called Why No One Plays Lassus Trombone Anymore. So you, you read the article of Doug Yeo posted. Doug mm-hmm. Yeo is an amazing guy. Um, oh, I'm aware. Yeah. And he basically said Lassus Trombone was a trombone. It was a staple in the trombone literature. If you put the trombone, that was kind of your right. go-to song for years mm-hmm. and year, years, really, basically. He put out an article saying that the uh, that the composer uh, labeled it as an N-word smear, like how the glisses um, depict um, black people being lazy or something like that. Yeah. So what Doug Yo did was like kind of dig in and do some contextual research regarding Lassus Trombone. Yeah. And he discovered that because most of the time, we only hear lassus trombone. We don't even know what lassus means. It's like very out of context for us, like a goofy trombone thing. Bop, bop, bop. The thing is, the the it was part of a suite, like directly and um, blatantly, like dis like racist. Like yeah, it yeah. was completely centered around racial slurs. That was yeah. the entire like aspect of the the suite and the piece of music. You know, the the context of it has been like everyone knows about it now, just because Doug Yo did the work and yeah. he. Uh, has a lot. He has a platform where he can share this information. Yeah, um, blog, yeah. Realized it's time to not play that piece anymore. Pretty, and much, pretty much, reasons. and let everyone know about it too, which is great. Just great, honestly. I mean, there's also you know drawbacks when people said this is not racist at all. What you're talking about, it's unjustifiable at this point because the evidence is there, basically. But- I think- like the context or like even starting from Doug Yo's article it you it's hard to argue like for continuing playing last yeah once you really yeah no, i think it, if we do a video we could dive into it definitely definitely uh, i did ask him if i could make a video about it he said no i'm gonna do that he has not done that <laughs> uh i said doug yeah doug Yo himself um i did ask if i could assist him um he hasn't really done anything, honestly. I mean, the article is great, but like putting it in the context of a video, informational video, and I'll credit him and all that. Really, I feel like that's some nice. I I do want to tackle honestly because I did make a video. It's buried in a playlist that they have to look for by going to the playlist on my YouTube channel. It's my video on the guy who sexually assaulted students. No, he, point, he was like, he was he was fired. He was he was yeah he was fired. He was the principal trombonist of the Cleveland Orchestra, Massimo La Rosa. Oh, Massimo. Uh, yeah, I did make that video, and um, because. You know, it's like I could just not make a big deal about it, but like it was a significant thing that happened in the trauma community. Women were emotionally hurt by him, uh, by his abuse that we all know did happen. You know, it's just like highlighting on uh, the importance of making sure you don't get yourself involved with the wrong people kind of thing, really. But yeah, that it's, it's that kind of thing, really. And and that's, that's mm. it's also one of those topics where I might make it about make a video about last trauma. Really. There was another trombonist who got fired for, for posting racist comments in Facebook. She was principal of some orchestra down in texas or something like that i might make a video about mm-hmm. my video about that as well but with all that being said the future of my channel will be growing more i do need to, i will need to put in the time and um i look forward to uh hitting 10k subs by the end of the year that's my goal right now all right cool uh, dev, dev, me dev, too I'm dev, looking- do you have anything else what, closing thoughts a little bit uh in closing oh, oh, what i'm just looking what, forward to what's coming up yeah, just yeah, just uh, what 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 does this mean for you coming as someone who's maybe in an audience of mine and now, now being handpicked to Join me in my journey of being successful on YouTube, really. Hand-picked. Yeah. Uh, like the juiciest orange. That's great. I am, I'm flattered to be a, a juicy orange. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am flat. I use the word flattered. I really am. I'm honored that I was hand-picked to partner with you in these interviews and this project. I think uh, just the community and the, the vision that you have in the Trombone channel is awesome and it has great potential to be obviously very much more than just a series of interview videos you know for a lot of people so yeah i'm just looking forward to being involved talking with people 
and seeing what we can do. Yeah. All that. So. All that being said, you will be in Arizona State University under the direction of um, Bradley Palm. No, not Bradley Palmer. Um, Brad. Brad Edwards. Edwards. Brad Edwards. He, and you'll be doing your two Brad. Yeah, definitely. We gotta swap them and see what happens. <laughs> no, but like Brad um, Palmer, Brad Edwards. Right, all right. Mm-hmm. And um, you'll be uh, getting your doctoral degree there at the time. So yeah. I'll try not to make you make it too busy for years like that, you know. So yeah. Well, we'll be. You know, you'll you'll hear from me what's going on. Uh, I have yet to. And yeah, if anyone listening doesn't know what's coming up in my life, I'm about to move to Arizona. I'll start my DMA, Doctoral of Musical Arts at Arizona State University. I'll be studying with Dr. Brad Edwards. I'll be the TA there. So I'll have a hand in operating the studio and I'm really looking forward to it. That's coming up. I'm about awesome. to move. It's going to be crazy. No idea what to expect. Yep. Um, but we will see. Awesome. Well, Andre, thank you so much for doing this first interview with me. Absolutely great to know you and I both. We get along together pretty well, really. I can't wait. So yeah, um, again, thank you and uh, have a nice day. All right, y'all. Have All a right. good one. <laughs>